0: Hello and welcome to The Father, a family podcast about a deflated and reality-checked football club. And on Friday night, I woke from a very glorious slumber and realised that the first 17 rounds of 2023 had been a dream.
1: And now we are back in reality. Matthew,
0: did you get the rude awakening that I did?
1: No, I can't
2: say that. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. First of all, great to be back on the show. It's been a couple of weeks, taking me to a hiatus. But, uh, you know, the big dog's back. The big fella, the star of the show, we have to, it's, it's sort of, you know, you kill supply, increase demand. And that's how that works on this. Kill the supply, I'll go off for a couple of weeks, the demand comes back. Not to say that Laura couldn't hold her own. She certainly can, but, you know, good to have it Sounds it. like that's
0: exactly what you're saying.
2: Uh, no, no, I'm just saying, you know, um, trying to think uh, of a, uh, an equivalent. It'll come to me. It'll come, you know, it's, it's like when Carl Stefano, although you're probably more Carl Stefanovic of the show. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> good to be back. A shout out uh, to all the people commenting on our Facebook page, by the way, which we'll get into that a little bit later. Probably respond to a few comments there, but uh, great to have some interaction, so we appreciate that. Did I, Nick, and I'm coming in full of beans. I think it's the pizza I just had. It's gone straight to my head. Uh, 9 dollars Bubba Pizza, by the way, any large in the unbubba believable range, $9.90. That is recession-proof, my friend. Back to the footy. Uh, look, I, 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 wasn't, uh, I wasn't totally deflated after the game. I thought... Um, we, we got shown up by a better side, I and mean, we were, you know, yeah, it was reality, yeah, which is probably, I was probably uh, a little bit more cynical of our rise and thinking, okay, well, I don't know if uh, we're there as yet. I wasn't fully convinced, but um, I'll tell you what I do take great relief in, and that is knowing that how this loss or this string of losses is going to be dealt with. Gives me a lot more confidence now than it has in previous years. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But uh, for me, it's not all doom and gloom. These are necessary parts of our development.
0: Yeah. And I agree. I agree. It's, we, well, I thought maybe we'd get away with it, that we wouldn't get a slump like this in our season. Uh, but it's come and it's come at the wrong time of the year for me. Uh, we, I would have preferred we had a bit of a slump earlier and that we uh, then return to hitting our straps. There is still time in our season, so let's not get carried away with that. There is definitely still time in our season to rectify it. And I agree with you, I am much more confident with this head coach and this coaching panel than I have been in previous years. But it's been, for me, an alarming few weeks, given the Frio game into the Adelaide game into the port game and then two really bad performances so in five weeks we've had two what you would say excellent performances and two and three pretty poor performances Uh, and I think the gap between our worst and our best that I thought was closing with previous performances this year is actually still quite large
2: yeah look I think yeah that's fair um, there's probably only one team in the comp who doesn't have a decent-sized gap in their best and their worst, and that, that seems to be Collingwood. So, mm. and then you're, you're about to turn around and
1: tell me I'm a Collingwood sympath- sympathizer, or uh, I just love Craig McRae. But, uh, look, for me, I, I look at Carlton. Things can just turn so quickly uh,
0: mm. in
2: football, and even um, a little bit less noise coming out of Richmond and GWS camp. But they've... Um, seemingly turn their thing, you know, their seasons around quite quickly. It doesn't take long in football um, for things to change, um, particularly mm. in, in this scenario. So I think, you know, we we're a team that seems to be on the right track and we've got evidence to say that, hey, we can do this. We can mm. do it. It's just a matter of execution. And, and I think that's all it was. Um, and look, when you have a side that's relatively young, inexperienced, um, and, a new coach, so that, you know, there isn't those years of. Um, uh, I guess um, Foundation laid
1: hmm.
2: These things are to be expected They, they are um, And look In retrospect I, I did raise a question with Rob That perhaps did we get too high um, You know For example beating Richmond That was very very close to being a loss uh, And even the Carlton game We got Carlton right when they were at their worst And there hmm. are a lot of statistics that suggest That we should have been blown away that day So um, Or at least in that first half So um, for me, this is just probably the ones that uh, maybe have fallen our way in previous weeks, just not falling way and/or we're just playing a, a, a better side, and they take advantage of those things. So, um, yeah, and I
0: think I think this game really what it comes down to when you watch it holistically is efficiency inside fifty, right? Whereas we were sitting at thirty percent, and they're at fifty three percent in terms of when the ball went because we have the same. Uh, inside fifties, we had similar disposals. Uh, clearances, we were smashed in. Uh, Centre clearance was relatively even, but it was that efficiency going forward. I thought there were parts, large parts of this game, where we actually controlled the ball well and controlled the tempo of the game quite well. We just didn't execute outside of the first quarter. And for me, watching it. That second quarter goes... It just seemed to me, as and this is an Essendon fan and on an Essendon podcast, that every 50-50 went their way. Every, every 50-50 free kick went their way, and then every 50-50 bounce went their way. And that, in, in a game against a team that is at your level or slightly better, can often be the difference in the long run. So, you know, if if... The second quarter, we stay in front. We, we control the game really well. They don't get those lucky breaks that they were getting. Suddenly, you're at halftime and you're up rather than being down, and then they get the momentum and, and they get the impetus to go on with it.
2: Look, for me, um, I got to slightly disagree with that one. For me, that's footy. Like, and and there has been mm. weeks where, the, you know, the, the rubber the green's gone our way. Um, mm. Look, for, mm. for the first time, if I put my one eye on, <coughs> um, that's the first time I'm in forever that's, that's happened. But... Um, yeah, look, that, that's that's footy. Um, sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. Um, yeah, and, and
0: that's that's what I'm talking about in terms of the context of this game, that it didn't go our way on Friday night, and that was yeah. one of the factors that created the snowball.
2: Yeah, but like I said to you the other day, um, the reality is, or yesterday even, um, the reality is, and probably one um, I think gets overlooked so much in, in football, like we, we often it's probably a human thing to do, right? Like we go back mm. in the game and like, oh, at this point, if this had have gone differently or at this mm. point, you know, if we had to kick that goal and, and Peter Wright hadn't have hit the post and Mac hadn't hit the post and this decision had gone that way and that ball had to bounce. So like we, we make, we, we pick key moments and say, well, that had to happen, then we'd be in it. But the reality mm. is, and, and the one we don't want to face up to, I believe, is the fact we couldn't arrest the momentum. Mm. And, and, and that's really in any sport or in any sport that's similar to football, soccer, basketball. Um, you name it, any sport where there's goals at either ends, uh, it comes down to can you uh, arrest the momentum of your opponent when they get going? And the very, very good sides can do that to almost anyone.
0: Mm. And 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 can
2: you get the game on your terms for a long amount of time?
0: In reality, that's it. We just couldn't. And and I think it came down to our contest work, if I'm honest. Uh, I felt that this was the first time, well, the second week in a row because Geelong just smashed us everywhere, that... Um, we just could not win a contest. Our clearance work was really poor and we just looked like, uh, not this is what the players were doing, but it looked like we didn't have the desire and the Bulldogs just wanted it more. Um, and and, And that's reflected in the clearance stats in their domination of clearances and clearances around the ground, that we just could not get our hands on the football in key areas when it was a contest.
2: Yeah, you know... This is a funny thing about football, like, um, you know, think about from the dawn of the game till now, how much has changed and how much infrastructure is around the game and logistics and uh, how um, intricate coaching is now and how much technology there is around the game and blah, blah, blah. Um, One thing has never, ever really changed about the game, and that is the fact that if you get your hands on the ball first (laughs) and you do that the most amount of times, you usually win the game. Mm-hmm. Take control of the ball first and keep control of it. You win the game, and and mm-hmm. and it's funny. Like and and you you know that's exactly what we saw on Friday night. We we could not get our hands on it first, and then we you know obviously couldn't make the first attacking move from there. So, um, mm-hmm. it's funny. It, like all all of that development we have around the game it, at its core, nothing really ever changes in in that regard. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely, if you can't win the ball, you, you can't win most of the time.
1: So. so-
0: why don't we jump into some likes and dislikes? Um, so, my, I guess what we we're just talking about the contest work would be my my first dislike. Um, but I'm going to hit with another one. And Brad Scott was talking about in his press conference that the team looked a little bit tired and a little bit shell shocked. Um, not shell shocked, just a little bit fatigued. And his unwillingness after a couple of bad results to make more than sort of one or two changes do you think that we potentially would have been better served bringing in some of the players that have been playing well in the twos uh over the last couple weeks to just freshen up the team so i'm talking about players like tipper uh players like uh alwyn players like Sardis, who's sort of been knocking the door down. Uh, Do you think that we should have sort of rested a few of the players that he alluded to are carrying niggles?
2: Uh, No, no, I don't. I I think it was the right call to, without knowing exactly everything that's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, No, I I think the selection was the right call. Um, I think... um, particularly after big losses, there is a... Te- and it depends on context, right? Like, for us, there was a good amount of evidence to suggest that the team we had in, the crux of it, was doing pretty well. That was working. Sure, we had a, a couple of bad performances, but look, maybe they were outliers and they're not, um, they're not you know, true of what the side is really capable of. I and mean, mm. So no, I, I'm glad that he persisted and, and kept with that. Uh, And now we reach a point where I think, and we were discussing this yesterday, that it it makes sense to start making some changes now. Like there's enough to Mm. say, okay, it was working. It isn't working now. Um, It's not an emotional, irrational decision to throw the magnets around. It's like, okay, no, it makes sense. Mm. Um, Mm. And, uh, you know, we assume that that's what will happen, that there will be probably a few things thrown around this week. And and Mm. to me, it just feels timely. It's like, yeah, okay, that's time. We know that. Yeah, there's, there's enough, I'm going to say this word a lot, uh, evidence to suggest that, okay, well, the team we've got at the moment isn't working for whatever reason. Something's going
0: to change. Mm, mm. And I'll put particularly at the forward line, right? And, and it's another uh, sort of low-possession game from Snelling, Guelphie, um, we, we'd already dropped Menzi. Is it time to bring back Tipper? Is it time to bring back Elwynn? Is it time to sort of maybe move a Caldwell or a Hobbs back to high half forward and bring in Sardis to play in the midfield or or vice versa? I'm just not um, – it, it seems to me that there's a bit of a lack of chemistry in the forward line, and, and I understand you don't get that from chopping and changing the team, but it's been a number of weeks that really Langford has carried the forward line um, and given it the structure that it needs, and everyone else is sort of – floating around and, and getting kicks when they can. But the only real sort of solid part of that forward line to, for me for the majority of the year has been Langford and his creativity and his ability to attract the ball.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you've got to remember as well, um, team, teams are figuring us out as well. Yeah, agree. You know, there's, there's a lot more to um, sort of study up on us than there was mm-hmm. at the start of the year. So And, and, and players... Like okay, round three, you, you may be not putting as much work into Langford as you are in round eighteen or nineteen, given the the year that he's had. So, mm. um, yeah, look, I, I, I'm. You'd rather make a cha- make some, a, a, you know, a few changes. Part of me, um, you'd rather make a few changes now, knowing that okay, the team we had has nothing left. There's nothing left in that tank.
1: Mm.
2: Rather than being a bit rash or emotional and just. Okay, there might be something there, but we're just going to change it because we, you know, we just mm, we got
1: mm.
2: right, and it's just sort of like this hail mary. Mm. Um, whereas now, I, th- I think to make a change now it seems rational, logical. Okay, yep, it makes sense. You know, again, there's enough time where Snelling's probably been a bit down. Maybe Menzies been. Oh, Menzies didn't play on the weekend, but um, you know, a few of those times where it's like, okay, mm. there's enough to suggest like it might be well served getting a run in the tours and getting some confidence back up. Uh, and there's um, seemingly enough pressure on selection coming from below. Okay, well, you know, you boys in and, and here's, your, here's your opportunity. So, mm, mm. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all for
0: it. Mm. How did you find the pencils game?
2: Interesting. Um, I feel for him. Um, mm, me too. I mean, I heard it on decent authority that he was uh, meant to be sort of
0: sticking to more of a half-back role. Let's, let's, played it, played let's be pretty frank about this. I don't think you get much better authority than we had it on, that he was going to be playing half-back this year.
2: No, I mean, yeah, he's around the circles. So, um, if, uh, yeah, if,
0: it have come. <laughs> if that was the horse's up. mouth, it would have come straight out of it. Let's just say. <laughs> hey,
2: well, hey, that was a talk, but- Look you never know and thats and that's footy sometimes yeah yeah um, maybe I, I don't know it, it's not clear to me why he was at that wing position I'm sure there was a reason mm-hmm. um, we hypothesized that perhaps we wanted to try Martin a little uh, in the more in the forward half of the ground yeah um, I, I, really, I don't think it helps him being on the wing maybe he's look maybe he's better off just being at the level than he is um, playing half back in the twos. Um, but yeah, like, look, I was happy to have him back, and I, I look forward to um, him giving us what he gave us in
0: 2021. Mm. What um, I like about him on the wing is his marking prowess, because that's been a real struggle for us. Is that kick from halfback to the wing? We just we haven't had a tall player in enough form for long enough for that to be a valid get out of jail card, and I like what Cox playing on the wing gives us. I'm just not sure that's the be- That's where we're going to get the best out of him. I think I would prefer him playing whatever role across halfback, whether that's true centre halfback, whether that's third man, whether that's a tall halfback flanker. I would much prefer settling him into a position that he's going to be playing for the next 15 years than throwing him on the wing.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we get 15 years out of the Big Fella, that's, uh, that's a very good result. But no, mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. The only um, good problem we have mm-hmm. is that it's pretty. St- well, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that back six. I'm pretty happy with that back six or back seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to come back into at the moment.
1: It is. Um, it's really
2: yeah. hard. Yeah. So uh, look, uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think we're going to play him. Yeah, he needs to be playing in, in the back line, but. Um, yeah, but I
0: mean, all the forward lines, you know, like I'm happy, I would have happily yeah. played him as, as the second forward um, and used him as that hit up on the wing. Um, I mean, you, you know him in terms of his footballing better than I do, having coached at school level, etc. Um, yeah. But I would have happily thrown him in the forward line as, as that second, well, really the third tall um, alongside Langford and, and Wright.
2: Yeah. Look, when he was playing on kids um, his own age um, at school level, to play either end of the ground, no no worries. Um, I, I, from memory, he seemed more of a natural back than forward. Yeah. But very, very, still very, very capable forward. Mm. Um, However, you know, he's playing maybe playing on guys that weren't at the same ability level as as he was at the time. So. yeah, look, and and he's he's capable of anything. Like, um, mm. difference between him at say sixteen to eighteen um, was incredible, and then eighteen to twenty or no, you know nineteen when he came into the AFL system and mm. you know produced some pretty good footy. So, plenty of growth left in him. And and it, look, if we had to turn him into a forward, I'm, I'm no doubt that he's he's up to that. Should he, you know, obviously be able mm. to put in the work with his body holding up and all that, but. Um, mm. Oh, for me, I've I've just got him penciled as a backman, but,
0: yeah.
2: hey, who knows? He, he might be the one that, out of necessity, needs to go forward.
0: Yeah, and look, I'm just happy he's playing, to be honest. Um, my outlook on this season has changed somewhat after the last few weeks, um, and I'm not sure, given what we've seen against opposition around the mark over the last few weeks, um, I'm not sure that making finals is necessarily a positive thing for us. Uh, if we're going to just get a 8, 9, 10, 12 goal drubbing in the first week of finals, I don't think that's as helpful as the extra couple of weeks off and, and time to refresh and getting started pre-season two weeks earlier, um, if you know what I mean.
2: I, I get you. Um, and, and there's a lot of remnants of 2021 about it. Mm. I'm not... Totally sure I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, two or three weeks ago, we were talking. We're a goal off. Um, Top team. One, yeah, we're, we're, we're a goal off one of, if not the best side in the comp or mm-hmm. maybe the second best side in the comp. Um, we knocked over Melbourne, who mm-hmm. uh, beat the supposed best side in the comp. We are up at three-quarter time against... The uh, the best side in the comp, so mm. you know. I, I think um, I don't know if it's a, 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 f- a fair for me a fair statement to say. I don't know if it benefits us to make finals. Like, a, yeah, I, I think we're, we're probably seeing a bit of a lull at the moment, and um, mm. it's look as as quickly as you can get in it, you can get out pretty quickly, and, and who knows? So mm. for me, I'm not ready to throw the towel in yet.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're I mean, just saying. I, I think there's. I think I'm more like the majority of Essendon supporters who is very uh, glass half full, glass half empty, uh, depending on the performance of the weekend. But um, I want to take some positives out of the game. There's a couple of things. Kyle Langford is continuing his incredible year. Uh, His creativity to set up goals, as well as his ability to kick goals, is something that um, I didn't know he had in him like I always knew he was a talented player but to see it coming out really consistently regardless of what's going on in front of him is really really pleasing
1: yeah look I've said it um like people have assumed that he
2: um I oh, just sort of come good this year but I actually reckon we've known how good he is for mm. almost four years now like I reckon 2019 mm. he started really coming out of his shell
0: and then obviously got the injuries
2: yeah. Things didn't go that way, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but it's got
0: another level yeah. We, we knew it was good, but this has been, by some margin, his best season.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think um, also with, you know, additional team success. Mm. Um, and, I mean, look, when you're kicking goals, people, people recognise more than when you're getting 20 to 20, 25 disposals in the midfield. Like, mm. it just sort of, you know, comes with a bit more recognition. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, no, he's, yeah. Uh, I, look, I'm not surprised that he's doing what he's doing. I'll say that. Like, mm. I, yeah, I've always thought he was a quality player. I actually thought for a bit he was probably an important player for the role he played. I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2021, 2020. can't remember, but when when he was sort of that half-forward link-up for us, maybe even last mm-hmm. year, and just yeah. the, the way he was able to link the forward and back-half. Mm. Um, so excellently. Um, so, yeah, and, and then how much we missed that when he went out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, he, he's always been – I've always rated him highly. But it is great to see him getting the reward and the recognition
0: mm. uh, he deserves. So. And, and I just on that, I just want to touch on Heppel. And I think he is – it's his attitude and his intensity at the contest that I'm really pleased with. And he had a couple of turnovers on Friday night, but – they weren't the terrible turnovers that he was doing previously. They were He was going for aggressive kicks to open up the game and try and get us back into the game. And that's something that, that I'll touch on in just a minute. But I, I just think he's, he's really back to his, well, not his absolute best because, you know, when he was five or six years younger, he, he was really damaging midfielder. But um, certainly been his best year pr- since pre-COVID, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, um, he sort of gives me
2: a Scott Pendlebury, like what what Scott Pendlebury sort of doing at Collingwood. Um, mm. That sort of he's uh, obviously not officially the captain, and he's not taking that mantle away from from Zach Merritt,
0: mm. but he
2: is almost like another coach out there, or you know, just another. Um, Oh, I can't I can't tell you It what feels I, like we
0: have two captains on the field. That's what it feels yeah. like to me, watching him play now. Whereas, And it's interesting because I didn't get that sense last year and in, in the last couple of years. I didn't get that sense that he was the one to demonstrate leadership and steady the ship, you know, when things were going poorly. And now we've got not only him, but obviously Zach Merritt as the captain, that just do little things, that they put their bodies in the right spot, they take important marks, they... Create important passages of play, and I'm I'm here for it, and long may it continue.
2: Yeah, I think it's like he's he's just sort of being a natural leader, uh, mm. and, and um, it, like what I what I mean, but I think just letting the leadership within him just naturally mm-hmm. shine and flourish. Whereas maybe in previous years, due to due to other circumstances, nature of the club, nature mm. of uh, everything else, you know, he probably had to put on his battle armor every week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I guess, consciously demonstrate leadership, if, if you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, you like no, just right. natural, You just feel like he's natural self out there, and, and naturally, he, you know, he's, he's a leader. So, mm. um, yeah, it is pleasing to see, and um, hopefully it means he's got a bit more time in him than what we maybe thought uh, at the start of the year.
1: Mm. Mm. Um, can we talk about the package?
0: how have you seen his year so far and do you think it's time that we give him a week off?
1: Yeah. Well, well, the way I'm Brad Scott and he's uh, spoken in his press conference, um, Mm.
2: we, we didn't say that Jake was necessarily carrying something, but... He didn't say he wasn't carrying something. Uh, he didn't say he wasn't. So I think the, the way he answered he probably is carrying something. And he, he did mention whether or not we give Jake the week off is something we've, we've got to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made a good, another good point as well, that everyone
1: we hold for one reason or another, um, that Jake's pass mark is he, he, up you know high. Um,
2: when really maybe all we need for he, the role for him to play is below that. Um, and so I, I do appreciate that Brad Scott internally has probably said to Jack, hey, we, we, we don't need you to necessarily go out and kick four or five for us and have 20 or 30 and, and all that. Like it, it is just enough for you to come, play hard, give us a contest, bring your flair. Um, but defend, run, chase, tackle, uh, and then be exciting for us on the other end. it being, being uh, just a, um, a pain of a matchup for the opposition. Um, I... And that's enough for us. So, uh, look, I don't know. It's not, is it his best here? Is, it, is he just playing his best? No. But has, has he needed to? Uh, you Because know, he's mm-hmm. been playing more forward. I, I don't know. So, for All me, right. he's in his best.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I want to be clear in that I have not faulted his attitude or his application or his endeavour, right? So I'm not suggesting that he's being lazy or not working hard. I'm just not seeing the explosive Jake Stringer that we get when he's really super fit, which says to me that I think he's probably a little bit sore. He's probably carrying something. And he's had a number of weeks in a row similar... To Wiedemann, where are we better served having a Jake Stringer getting sort of eight to ten touches and no goals, or are we better off giving him a week or two off and getting him really fit for the last handful of games of the year and then getting some games into some of the players who have been absolutely knocking down the door in the twos?
2: Yeah, they, they, yeah, definitely scope for that, for sure. Mm. Um, it's a hard one. I, I feel there's, a, there's something that Brad Scott rates him on internally that isn't uh, easily visible to the naked eye. Like, I, I reckon mm. there's a little bit more to it. There's something that he does that Brad really rates or is really important for something. Yeah. Um, but, look, if, if he is carrying something uh, and, and it is impeding his ability to perform, and perhaps there is someone in the VFL, whether it be Sardis, uh, Tipper, mm. Taylor, whoever it is. Um, mm. And that means they can come in and, and perform the job better. Hey, so be it. Maybe it's Menzies. I don't know. But uh, so, uh, Look, I'm, I'm open to both.
1: So, one of the likes that I had is it's
0: going to be long-winded, and, and hopefully it makes a bit of sense, but for large parts of that game, we were able to control the ball, ship it around side to side and maintain possession, right? Um, there were parts of that game where the Bulldogs seemed to work us out and we would go from one wing to the other and then bomb it down the line, which is similar to what we did with Rutten Ball and Worsford Ball over the last couple of years. What I did see, though, is that there were opportunities, and this sort of touches on the Hebble turnover, um, where Players were in space within the Bulldog zone that had we hit the kick, and, and there's a moment I'm thinking of in particular, and that was Ridley had the ball and could have hit Merritt in the square, not right in the centre of the ground, but in the square. And he was sort of between, he had a Bulldogs player 15 metres out of the side, and he either didn't see Merritt free, Merritt didn't call for the ball, or he didn't have the confidence to hit that kick. And that happened quite a bit, on friday night and i think once the team develops their connection and their offense enough and they've got the confidence to hit those kicks i think we'll see us cutting teams apart in a similar manner to what colin would do and and how colin would take on those kicks they're not afraid for that that turnover to happen they'll happy to cop it because they're just going to go again and again and again and so in a long way what I'm saying is I think the building blocks of really good, efficient ball movement are there. We've just got to work on it a little bit more.
2: Yeah, look, and, and by and large, the stats um, would support that, given uh, – did you say we had similar inside 50s?
0: We had the same inside 50s.
2: Yeah, so we're, we're generating the ball down there. We just couldn't get, get it in there in an inequality fashion. So we're doing two-thirds, maybe more, uh, of the work right um, we're just giving the, the defence time to set up and, they're, you know, and, and making it hard for our, our forwards to, um, to cope with that. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm confident. Uh, it might not even be um, as far as next season that we see you know, that sort of renewed. Like I, again, look at Carlton and the way that it's in only a matter of weeks they're doing things quite differently from an offensive standpoint. There's no reason why uh, we can't change that quickly either. Um, mm. or, or do things a little bit particularly now they're like okay we sort of got nothing to lose mm. this year we weren't expected to make finals um we we aren't in the same position we were 2 weeks ago um hey why not
1: mm. i mean
2: what's that? of hurt so um yeah i'll uh i'm interested to see the response i th- i think we'll, we'll get one
0: yeah and i was interested to see that for the same reason this week in that we got Absolutely smashed against Geelong, um, and then see. I was a bit disappointed with this response, if I'm honest. I don't think I don't think seven goals was really indicative of the match. I think rid- losing Ridley in the last quarter um, didn't give us enough time to adjust our structure, and so I think that's what resulted in sort of the last few goals being tacked on the end. Um, is that our structure fell away because we lost such a key piece, but um, it was the desire and intensity that was a bit of a concern for me. And and like Brad Scott said in the press conference, we all looked a little bit tired. Um, everyone just looked a little bit off and a little bit slow and tired.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. So um, no, I'd agree. Yeah, the score scoreline probably flattered them, but nonetheless, um, we didn't deserve it. So anyway.
0: no, I agree. I agree. We we wouldn't have been deserving winners. Um, so. Let's talk about the forward structure for a second. And, I mean, Peter Wright's kicked 3-1, but hasn't really done much up the wings, although he's had 13 disposals, but he's only marked it four times. And there's something that um, has been frustrating me over a number of weeks with both him and Wiedemann, is that often they'll bring the ball to ground and our players, for whatever reason, are not in the right position to capitalise on that. And... I feel like this is a forward structure to more so than I know Peter Wright should be marking everything. I mean I expect more than four marks from him. But it to me it seems pretty straightforward that if Peter Wright's going up for a contest, you want to have someone in front of him if he doesn't mark it.
2: Yeah, look um I mean another another thing's like your defence feeds your offense, right? So um if if the Bulldogs um were having to defend their they're running half backs, for example. Uh, and that's pushing our half forwards up the ground to, you know, block space whatever. whatever. Um, that's always going to affect our ability to, to get to the right spots. Um, sometimes it, it can also just be one of those nights. Like, it, it, it is a difficult thing. Um, like, yeah, it, it's sort of coming off hands and you're being in the right spot and the ball just sort of goes that way. We all know how chaotic the game is, right? So a um, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It can also be a chemistry thing, right? Like, they just haven't played that much. Mm. like as in footy this year together or Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. just just a chemistry thing, just getting used to it again. Um, Mm. But yeah, look, I'm sure, like I said, I'm I'm sure that will get looked at. For me, I I, I had the the observation that Peter was playing closer to goal, hence not as many marks, Um, Mm. especially if their defence is quite set up in our slow ball uh, scenario where we have to enter 450 from a, a kick mark um, mm. yeah, it's going to be very difficult to take mark. so um, but it it's it's uh pretty pleasing that uh, we're getting a consistent contest every time from him he enters the air so mm.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: so what do you feel about This is I believe, and as much as everyone said, we've had an easy draw, right um, if we look at. So,
1: we flew to Perth
0: on a Saturday night, uh, which came after the buy. right? So, we, we flew to Perth on a Saturday night. We come back from Perth, and then we get a seven-day break into Port
1: Adelaide, mm-hmm. and then we get a... Um,
0: Eight day break into Adelaide, then we get a six day break into Geelong, followed by another six day break into the Bulldogs. Now we've got eight days coming up to um, coming up to the Sydney game. I wondering how much of an impact that two six day breaks in a, in a row um, has on the group at this stage of the season, um, given. The fatigue that Brad Scott was mentioning, young group, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that plays into it at all? Or do you think this is just us clutching at straws a little bit?
1: Oh, there's so many, so many factors. Um, yeah,
2: like, yeah, well, it, it just depends. Like, if they've, because you can recover of a six day break. You just have to, you, A, you don't train as much during the week, and B, uh, you know, you, you just, Tick off more of the recovery. You just put a greater uh, focus on recovery and recovery activities and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, I think with, with with professionals and hoping that there is professional, um, and you know, again, given the, what the standards brad Scott seems to set are, mm-hmm. I'm not concerned that the players aren't you know taking things or doing things responsibly. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: but it, it might just mean they they had a main training session that went a little bit too long, or um, mm-hmm. tried to cram too much in. Like I don't know. There's so many factors. So, um, but I'm not. I don't think it was a fixturing issue. No, it might might have been how we dealt with a fixturing issue. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think at a professional level, you you can you can recover from a six day break.
0: So. To summarise the game for me, really frustrating from what seemed to be an intensity at the ball point of view. Uh, a couple of things that I liked in terms of um, there were signs in the ball movement that that there's something to work with. Uh, in general, the team looked a little bit fatigued and probably time for a few changes, um, but ultimately pretty disappointed with that of the... Few tests that we've had in the last couple of weeks, we've failed the majority of them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the back end of the season goes. Have you got any final thoughts on the game apart from you know the usuals of Hayden, Cody, Wakeman and all that sort of stuff?
2: Um, no, no, no. Look, I, I just look forward to the response from here. I, I think, um, yeah. Look, Brad, Brad said in his press as well. You learn more from these than you do. Um perhaps he wins, so mm-hmm. yeah, like, and yeah it's trailing, you, you know you've you've uh, coached junior sides, and obviously being involved with sides as well, like you you do you do learn more from your losses, like you do get to the bottom of things um, mm-hmm. more, so, and look the group seems pretty driven i uh, I'm excited for Sydney, which I'm sure we'll look ahead to, yeah, yeah,
0: why don't we take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, chat about Sydney. So, Saturday evening, 7.50, Marble Stadium, Sydney Swans, Matthew. One of the teams that I dislike the most. Why do you hate Sydney so much? Luke Parker. Oh, yeah. Buddy oh, yeah, Franklin. Right. Yeah. By Zach Keeney. Uh, yeah. The only one I really like, from there's two now, uh, was uh, Josh Kennedy. I used to like him. Despise... Yeah. Tapley. Uh and I got a soft spot for Aaron Francis.
2: Ah, uh, fair enough. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. And he's back in the side, I think. Yeah, he's
0: been playing the last few weeks. Oh good. Good to see. Uh um, so dogfather listeners out there, if any of you boo that man, you can stop listening to us. Because that kid went through so much. In his short time at our football club, and the club didn't support him. I don't think as well as they could. And you know what? He's gone on for a different opportunity to try and reinvigorate his career. So anyone that boos Aaron Francis on Saturday evening needs to have a long, hard look at themselves.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I can't speak to how much the club support him or not, but I think he's just cause kind of example of. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, it just mm. it's just not a, a a click there. So I'm happy he's got mm. another shot. Sydney, I haven't kept up with his stats, but um, I do. I do genuinely hope he's he's going well. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I think he's great. He's a very talented player.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm really sad that we we lost him, and sad that we couldn't get the best out of him. Um, but you know what? Good luck to you, young man, and hopefully you don't kill us on the weekend. But the other 17 teams, go for it. I yeah. actually watched I've actually tuned into Sydney games this year just to see how Aaron Francis is going.
2: And the report card what what would it say? This
0: look much the same as as what he was doing for us, except that and you know he's a solid player without being exceptional at this stage. Um but I think he just needs that consistency in the ones. I think he's got the talent and I think he can as long as he strings it together I think he'll be fine. Well, i look forward to that for him. Mm. I, I would have personally played in the was if I was the coach.
2: Fair enough. I, I don't think I have the same view, but mm. worth a shot. Anyway, this isn't uh, the uh, the Aaron Francis father. This is the Don father. Um, that is. It is. Yeah. So, um, um, Sydney, look, danger side for me. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: yeah it's this, a funny
2: comp in that way, isn't
0: it? This This team made the grand final last year.
2: Yeah, and probably for you know for one reason or another, I just haven't got got back there, or got back to their best. But I'm mm-hmm. certainly capable of being at their best um, in any week, and, and we're not exactly running hot with form. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, look at I think it'll be a good contest. We've had a few good contests with uh, Sydney at uh, Telstra Dome slash Etihad Stadium slash Marvel.
0: Really, anywhere? It's it's generally I think of the last five or six games, I think only one has been decided by more than a goal. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Or yeah. more than three yeah. goals or something. Like, it's it's very – yeah, it is very, very close. Yeah.
2: Um, historically, like, I remember there being – mate, it must have been, like, 10 years ago now, but Courtney Dempsey, like, we, yeah. we, we were six goals down in three-quarter time and Courtney Dempsey played on with uh two seconds to go and there was, yeah. eight and there
0: was like, I mean, I was he was, sure. like, 60 metres out. No, wasn't no, like yeah, was, no, 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 um, but, but it's all I, after the siren
2: would have been awesome. Yeah, it would
0: have been. Um, it would have been.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh no, like that game, I seem to remember the one um Adam Goods like missed with not After uh, well the God. siren. Yeah. Was it after the siren, was it? And we missed after the siren. obviously last year went when when sort of close to life. there's a few there. I, I remember um, I think it was twenty nineteen, big Treebeard, uh, tree beard um, yeah. Zach Clark. Zach Clark? Yeah, yeah. big tree beard takes a mark. Not long to go, and we we uh, we get up at the MCG. So there's been some really good contests between us over the last. There season. has been. Almost ten years, even longer. I think. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, we've we've had crackers. There was my twenty like first. I don't know if you remember. We won by. Yes, a point. yes, I do.
2: Adam McPhee yeah. over the yeah. boundary line, and then uh, Mark McVay kicked an absolute. Uh, he wouldn't do that too many times. But the year prior, I remember Matthew Lloyd coming out in eighth in round Yes. Round for yes. tearing uh, the hamstring of his bones. So that was round cool. one. That was round one. Round one, yeah. Paddy Ryder debut.
0: Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, some memories there with uh, so it was... the storms. So let's talk about changes because we've got had a BFL match report today. Um, and interesting, do you want to just uh, inform the listeners what you had heard uh, prior Sam to Liederman. this report? Yeah, yeah,
2: look. I, uh, for, through one connection or another, um, I, say, I, don't, I don't want to misquote anyone or, or put things out of context, but um, obviously, Sam Wineman was tried down back in the VFL. And by reports, Sam welcomed that sort of change up. Not to say that uh, he didn't want to play as forward anymore, but was keen to, from what I'm saying, try something new. And kept uh, himself back into rhythm, and, and it looks like it worked. So, very, um, you know, happy happy for him, but also happy for us because um, he he's clearly demonstrated he's too good at VFL level with 24 and 13 marks, uh, mm-hmm. albeit
0: in the back half of the ground. So, uh, yeah,
2: Which, Lucas
0: 2.0. Yeah, well, and that, that happened. To Scott Lucas in sort of 99, right? Is that he he'd come off a couple of really bad injuries and just found some form, one of best and fairest centre half back. Um the question is do with Ridley out, um, and I would I'm guessing a, it's a six week up for Ridley for his quad, um who who comes in for him? Do we bring yeah, and straight back in on. play him in defense? Or in my opinion, I think more than deserving is Kane Baldwin.
1: Because mm, Kate Baldwin
0: has been dominating in defense and his field kicking is elite when you watch him, um, when you watch him play,
2: yeah. No, he's, he's yeah, I, I thought he's probably stiff to be, um, let out of the side. Like, I thought maybe Laverto would have to come to the twos, but that wasn't to be the case. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, 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 I do think they're a little bit different. um weed him mm. in a ball, like, I, I think. Mm-hmm. We've probably got more of that marking prowess, whereas you know, Baldy's more that um, compete Zirk's that uh, and can Mark. But you know what I mean? like Baldwin
0: kind of reminds me a little bit of Hurley. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's got a lot about that,
0: yeah, doesn't
2: even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who is you know, in the VFL development coaching role? So
1: yeah,
2: um, probably no surprise there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure because we've also got Nick Cox. I don't know if yeah that was, the next thing I was level. Yeah, I don't know if at AFL level he's ready for that role, but is it worth trialling him?
0: Maybe, maybe. Especially as the third man up, right? If if you think that's what the Ridley the position Ridley was playing, because you've got uh, Laverdi and BZT as the lockdowns, do you take a risk and just say, "Hey, look, Coxie, that's the position you're playing for the, until Ridley's back."
2: Look, potentially, um, I, I do think Laverde has benefited from playing a little bit smaller,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, although that's only to the naked eye. I couldn't tell you if that's actually been the uh, the cases with his his matchups. but it's seeming that Zerk and Ridley have played the bigs and Laverde has sort of gone to that third. But I mm-hmm. could be wrong there, um, perhaps not observing closely enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I is- do like Laverde playing smaller.
0: Because I think La is going to Buddy, right?
2: Yeah, I think that makes the most
0: sense. Um, which then leaves you, with um maybe Zerk it. on Logan McDonald. And have they got a third tall? How big is Joel Marty?
2: Yeah, he's, he's Ruckman size. So.
0: Yeah, so then you maybe play Coxie on him. Is he, is he yeah. strong? I don't know if he's strong. So
2: it would be he's a year older than Coxie if okay. uh, my memory serves me correctly. Uh, so not a
0: terrible matchup for Coxie. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one, what we do to cover Ridley. Uh, for me, yeah. I think Baldwin has done enough to deserve his spot back in. I think leave Wiedemann in the twos to, to gain some um, some confidence. Um, yeah.
2: Also got to remember broken. as well, Kane Baldwin, dog, is uh, only 21 as well. So I mean, he yeah. looks... 28, with the sheer size of the man. He's a big, big boy. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's only um, 21.
0: He did kick a goal on Friday night. So I wonder if what? they threw him forward. I hope not. I,
2: I think so. I think they
0: did try him up forward. He's um, doing so well down back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think you bring Baldwin in, um, or you play Fox there. I don't think you bring Wiedem in just yet.
2: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it'll be an interesting one.
2: Um I wonder what the conversations have been internally. Um, yeah.
0: So I you would expect that um let's have a look at the, the bomber's injury list. You would expect I I, that, I
2: I wonder if um what you were saying with Wiedemann in terms of him going back to become a better forward. I I yeah. like Lucas. Yeah. I wonder if they were that was sort of on their mind for Kane Baldwin. It was like it hey. Could have been. We'll put you back and that'll help you become a better forward.
0: Yeah. Look, um, I, I think he deserves a spot in the team. Um I'd prefer him. He's been so lethal in defense. I'd I'd happily play him in the forward line because uh, as that extra forward as well. Um you know I think he just deserves a game. I'd prefer him in defense, but I think he deserves a game. Um last week was still listed as two weeks away. So I don't think he comes in. Um, Stuart's not coming in. Stuart was one to two. Um, so then the only others that we've got is around the small forwards and Elijah's Sardis. Do you think we make any changes there? I, th-
2: I think there will be um, a couple of changes made there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think purely for the sake of um, that, change it up, sort of bring some uh, new personality, and liven it up a bit, different yeah. look, different feel. So.
0: So assuming assuming Stringer is not fit and they want to give him a week off, I think it's a pretty easy one to bring Sardis in and then put Perkins into that hybrid midfield forward role. Um, then, and so Sardis comes in for Stringer, and then I think potentially you drop uh, one or two of the small forwards, i.e. Snelling, Welfi, or... Tipper and Davey, or Benzi.
2: Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fair and reasonable. Um, what I think we have been lacking up forward is a little bit of a line breaker, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's nothing well for you, good, but they don't have the ability to break lines like Tipper and Davey can, and yeah. potentially even Sardis. So, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Perkins, if he's down there more... Which I'm not upset um, if he plays on a. Uh, I don't know if Isaac Henry's been playing more mid or even Chad Warner or something like that. Um, I don't really have a. Oh, Luke Parker's probably a bit different to him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, like I didn't mind the fact that he was on the bond, but uh,
0: no, I think yeah. it's been really good for his development playing on Dangerfield, the bond, et etc. Cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if. Yeah, him him going forward as well gives us an, uh, another look there, just dynamic, just a more dynamic forward line mm. uh, rather than what you know, sort of Guelph and Snelling give us, which is really good effort, um, probably structurally sound, but uh, they just don't have that X factor about them. Not right now, yeah. do they? they? They have in the past, no. but they don't, they don't have it right now. Um, yeah. Well, is Guelph deserving of a change-up? Like, has he been?
0: Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, these are just options that... That the seem the most obvious. The only other ones would be Hobbs or Caldwell, but I think they're both still doing their jobs. Relative, even if they're a bit quiet.
2: Yeah, no, they they stay. There is no point in them playing VFL football in my eyes. Mm. I think they, they're, mm. they're AFL quality. And they they stay.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: agree. So, where do we win this game, Maddie? Execution. I mean, yeah. like it has been. Um, like I don't think there's
2: an area of the ground that like clearly we're better in this area like it is you know quite often with teams around the mark of um, the eight it's it's just about execution on the day like I don't, I don't think there's an area of our game that's really lacking nor in theirs just yeah who's gonna put forward their best on the day mm-hmm. No know it's cliche I'm probably not what the listeners want to hear but um I think it just comes down to that.
0: I think if we can stop their transition, I think yeah. we're in with a good a good shot. Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's
2: the just Yeah, it's key key to stopping anyone, isn't it? <laughs> like mm. if you can't move the ball fast, yeah, you're generally pretty stuck. So. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. But, uh, uh, so how do you, you think we win this game, or you think we? Uh... We will. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so, I think
2: we're at a bit of a crossroads, uh, and I, I don't often say that. I do not often come on here and say we'll win. Uh, but, yeah, I do think we will.
0: Um, and if we look at the other games going on this weekend, um, there's potential for the matches to go our way. So if you look yeah. at... So we've got Collingwood versus Carlton. Uh, for age long as now, it's Bulldogs and GWS. Um, then we've got Adelaide versus Port. Richmond and Melbourne, so there's potential where um, GWS, Carlton,
1: Richmond, um,
0: and GWS, all the Bulldogs, uh, Carlton, Richmond, uh, potentially the Saints—they're playing Hawthorn, hawthorn they playing some good footy, and Adelaide all lose, right? So we could. Uh, be right back in the mix with a win this weekend, and when I say in the mix, I mean in the eight.
1: Yeah,
2: look, um, Brad Scott said in his presser, um, he just doesn't pay any attention to the ladder. That mm. is exactly uh, how I, uh, uh, I try to be anyway. Like it literally doesn't matter. Like you, you, okay, it doesn't matter. But like you can't control the result of any other game. That's right. And therefore, you can't control the ladder. So, I, I don't waste too much energy uh, running into it. But uh, mm. I think it's always – it is it is a good thing to discuss as a fan, isn't it?
1: But
0: No, I'm uh, just saying that, that um, like, a win on the weekend potentially has us right back where we were prior to Friday night. That season's still alive and very much in our own hands.
2: Yeah. Wins have a funny way of doing that, increasing mm. your chance of playing finals, don't they? That's yeah. right. They
0: do. <laughs> well, Maddie, I think we've traveled on long enough. Thank you for joining me.
2: Oh, thank you. A good one again. Just a, a uh, one hour discussion of all things decent in football, and we love it. You
1: do. You do. Where can people find us?
2: Oh, well, well, we're, uh, where, do you, where do you begin? But uh, we do have a Facebook page of uh, the Don Father, um, a Instagram, the Don Father Pod. Uh, wh- Actually, it's going to be interesting. Well, Daniella has obviously she's what seven months pregnant now. I think she's um, eight months pregnant. Oh boy, eight months! Damn, uh, she was still climbing up the 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 uh, the jungle gym yesterday before uh, I got in there. Kai didn't want to didn't want to anyone else till uh, got his arm twisted. But uh, metaphorically speaking, but um, yeah, what's going to happen there when she's got the newborn and uh Who's gonna run the socials, but he's uh, gonna do it. Do you, you think, think
0: it's
2: difficult kids, with two children? <laughs> and if we'll, oh, she won't be working full time.
0: No, no, she won't be.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, no, she's an absolute superstar and all that. But uh, yeah, um, with the podcast platform, you just keep listening on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us right now on whether that be the Apple podcast, the Spotify, I think Podbean as well. The it Googles. doesn't
1: matter.
2: Yeah, Google's. Whatever you're listening on now, just keep listening on that. And, uh, you know, you can find us. But if you do happen to convert over, we're probably on that platform too. So uh, the Don Father podcast, one of many Essendon podcasts out there. But uh, hopefully Of we
0: varying them. quality.
2: Of varying quality. But hey, everyone's out here giving it a crack and enjoying themselves. Hopefully we filter up to the top uh, in your mind. So thank you to listeners. Oh, we didn't get to the, the fan questions. We'll have to do, uh, well, we'll have to get to that when we get to that. But, Did we uh, have questions? Yeah. Remember Danielle was sending them in, uh, Paul oh, I didn't him see him. On, the, on the page. Didn't you? No. Oh no gosh. Gosh.
1: Let's have a well, quick look before we uh, sign we're not,
2: we're not winding
0: down. The show goes on. The show goes on. But well, Let's, you pick the best one and then we'll hit the rest next week.
2: I, okay. Well, I think they're all relevant to, uh,
1: to the game. Um, where are we? Here we are. Um, oh, okay, well, oh, no,
0: sorry.
2: One was uh, good pod lads from Matt Hammond. Love when Nick tried to get up and about. Oh, no, that's from a while ago. Uh, look, maybe I'm misinformed here, but... Uh, oh, no, hang on. Um, Lou Thornycroft asked... Why do they start the game string in the middle, then he goes out and does not go back in it? Uh,
0: that is a good question. I think it's because he is carrying something. Yeah, okay. I thought it would just be,
2: you know, just, just get it started, maybe something happens at the first bounce and then let the, uh, let the other mid go in there.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think he's seen less centre-bounce time because they're trying to get some more centre-bounces into Archie Perkins personally. Um, no, fair yeah, and I think, I think that's fine But I also think he's carrying something
2: yep. I'm, Yeah, fair, yep, fair call um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you got back to Darren McNabb We did, man, we had a chat about his uh, Last week Last yep. week I, uh, Sorry, I, I've, I've scrolled back too far In a little group chat here And just realised that wasn't for this week But I will note, uh, Danny G She's used uh, Dil Clark In the, uh, the, the poster there So that's a bit of a blast from the past but, uh, no, we love that. Love Dill Clark. I would have kept him. I would have kept him too. Yeah, but, uh, well, that's probably why we're not list managers. But um, there you go. So, Lou Thorny- Thornycroft, he was the only man that messaged in. Uh, I hope that answers his question. Thanks for listening, Lou, Darren, Matt Hammond, uh, you know, just everywhere. So, Peter James, good to have uh, the people on board. And we thank you for listening in. But I think we should actually sign off for real this time. Nick G, what do you reckon? Oh, I reckon so. Thank you for joining me Matthew. Thanks for having me. Good to uh, good to be here. And until next time. Go jobs. Bye bombers.